How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. How's everything? Um, everything is fine. Um, a little bit stressful during all this Corona and getting things done, but yeah, fine. How about you? Um, I'm doing well. About the same. Everything's starting to to pick back up. Yeah, starting to get back. So, uh, so we'll get started. I'll let you introduce yourself, uh, mm -hmm. background, um, kind of how we met and where you're at now. Nice. Okay. So, um, my name is Anne Catherine. I am from Denmark. Um, I am 22 years old. And so I went to the United States last year, two years ago, I think, um, when I met Anthony and Anthony was like a coach at Coastal Carolina Volleyball ish coach help. Yeah. He helped out a lot of practices. Um, he played with us. Um, yeah, it was very fun. So, uh, how did you, how'd you get started into volleyball? Cause I know, I know a little bit of your background, but I don't know everything. What do you remember? Uh, I know you came from the um, Danish youth national team, mm -hmm. and that's about it. Yeah, well, that's a good story. Um, I started playing volleyball when I was six years old, and then I played, like, almost my whole entire life after that. Um, uh, I started getting serious when I, like, came on the Denmark, like, youth national team, and then... I was with them for like four years and we played uh, qualification for the Europe Championships, the World Championships, Nordic Championships. And uh, we spent a lot of time with all the girls. I went to school with a lot of them. Um, and after that, I played in like the first league in Denmark um, with senior players because there's not that many players in Denmark because Denmark is a small country. Um, yeah, and then I wanted to, to like explore more and try out volleyball in like overseas. So I went to the US and I met you and went to Coastal Carolina. So what are you doing now? Are you are you still playing or Yeah, I'm still playing right now. Um not at the same level at all, but hopefully hopefully we'll get a little bit closer next year cuz corona really sets back like everything the season when yeah they just stopped the season so right like currently right now i'm playing beach we are allowed in denmark to play outside sports um so i play beach yeah two times a week right now that's what we're allowed to do <laughs> okay uh yeah, yeah our restrictions are a little bit less with uh, yeah. with the public at least uh it's a little bit more kind of up to what you want to do and how many people but like even with lessons and stuff, it's still very small groups. It's still yeah. contacts, so it gets it, it's a little tricky. Yeah, but, and hand sanitizers like oh around. my god, <laughs> that disinfectant everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, like, why why did you choose volleyball, and did you play any other sports? Mm, I played a lot of different sports. I played handball, if you know what that is. And soccer is a very, like, famous and big sport in Denmark. I played that, like, short amount of time. But I found volleyball pretty early. And, yeah, I played that a lot. And all my friends played volleyball. I think that's why I started playing. Mm 
Um, and I just like kept going ever since that day. Yeah. So what what made you like ultimately pick it? Was it just everybody was playing it and you stayed with it, or is just you found it more interesting? Yeah, like I I found it more interesting because in Denmark it's a smaller sport than like it's not what everyone else are expecting like you to do or to play. Um, and I would say that I really love the like the team effort in volleyball. I love to be social with everyone i love to like you can really be like you can be a nerd in volleyball like the techniques you can improve everything all the time and i love strength and conditioning as well which is an important factor as well um i think it just combines everything i love so yeah that's pretty much why i chose it so what's your what's your biggest lessons you've learned since you started playing the biggest lessons I learned. Mm, I think the biggest lessons must have been that you like to improve, you need to get out of your comfort zone. I think I learned that one when like I went overseas, I went to the United States. I like left my family, I left my friends just to pursue like a dream. I wanted to explore more. I wanted to see what I could do with like volleyball. Um, my comfort zone right there and um yeah that's a like a lesson i've really learned okay um what's your <laughs> you can kind of break this up between uh coming to the states or at home um mm -hmm. what, were your, what were your toughest or what was your one toughest and most gratifying moment within the sport oh mm. that's hard like um the toughest, I would say. Two or three. Sorry? You can narrow it down like two or three. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so the toughest must have been like when I went to the United States, um, volleyball was like everything I had. Volleyball was my life. Like I left everything back in home and I needed to like uh, get a new foundation. I needed to get new friends. It was a new team, new coaches. Everything was new. Um, the only thing I had was volleyball um i think that's like yeah some different circumstances that i've like came through um besides that i think i think it's always that you need to um you need to be dedicated you need to uh be at every practice be your like 100 percent. every time you go into the gym you need to be okay today i want to learn this i need to focus on this uh, you can't just show up and then expect everyone else to like teach you what you want to learn if you yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of you still have to put yourself in there. You still have to put yourself kind of exactly. out of your comfort zone. At least be willing to push yourself before someone can help you. Yeah, especially like your mind. I remember when I was younger, it was always like my friend was talking about, oh, I need to do this assignment. I have homework. Blah blah blah. I was like. If you're in the gym, you might as well use your time while you're in there because you chose to be here. So be here 100 percent and then you can do your homework when you get home. Like you can't just complain about it right now because you're not going to make it anyway. Like, yeah. So be like when you're in your gym, you need to be in your gym, if that makes sense. 
Oh yeah. So what? Yeah. What? What were? I mean, what, what are you consistently looking for? And what have you always looked for in a coach to make sure that you're achieving everything you need to? Yeah, I thought about like, I'm thinking a lot about that question because I'm a setter on the court. And as a setter, I think it's important that my coach trusts me, um, trust my decisions and um, like what I'm going to do if he says, uh, you need to wake up every morning 5 a.m. and do strength and conditioning. He needs to trust that I'm doing that if he says so. Um, and like he needs to give me in in games. Um, uh, sometimes everything gets hard and you get stressed. Um, you get, especially as a setter, you get frustrated if you're like outsides can't hit the ball or they don't win the point. Um, I just, as a co from a coach, I need tools. Like you need to say, okay, this is the plan. You just need have to set like an et, and then everything will be like fine after that. Yeah. So yeah, no yelling, no screaming or anything. Just like, yeah, give me tools I can work with. Yeah. And for, for for those that don't know your personality, I'm sure they can kind of pick up on it right now. Um, <laughs> to see you upset or anything off of smiling is very strange and it's very rare and i've witnessed that maybe twice uh -huh. and that was during that season so it was one of those things that kind of throws you off as a coach and it throws you off as someone like i played with you guys like me and you played on the on the b side you know sometimes and it's it, it it's very comforting to be able to talk to you and it mm -hmm. does get sometimes like with me working with you for the first time and that kind of happens with everybody and you know you know you see a, a huge mood shift and you're like well what can i say and is she gonna be willing to listen <laughs> so the nice thing was it was always okay let's get the next one even when you were yeah. upset even you know even when you know somebody was getting on you or just like you said your hitters aren't finishing or defense wasn't happening it was still moving forward every single time Definitely. So, um, with like with volleyball, it's very much mental more than anything else. I think. Um, how, as a setter, do you stay mentally involved and just like I said, like moving forward in your mind without freaking out every play or letting it get to you? I think, as you kind of said, I, I try to be like to stay possible, like positive like all the time um i had an old co coach when i was smaller who told me that you just need to be a trash can i was like a trash can what the hell are you talking about like so everyone just like throw things at you like oh my god that's a bad set or i can't hit that ball or shit this is a bad game blah blah, blah. i was always the one who said like yeah that's on me like i'll do that better next time and then that's fine because i could you know like take it in and then just like throw it out and everyone had to like process it and got frustrated and stuff i just tried to to take that off their focus so they just could focus on the next ball as you said like focus on the next ball yeah um so i tried to be yeah the the calm person on on the court even though i wasn't all the time but yeah. uh, it is it gets very hard to take all of that all that damage really it does it. yeah 
is all you're doing is you have to, you're the sponge and you have to absorb everything, whether it's your fault or not. I know uh, a lot of hitters, sometimes they get, their psyche gets messed up because they can't finish a ball. And then you kind of, you throw your pride aside, I think as a setter and you walk over and you say, Hey, look, that ball wasn't there where it needed to be. Don't worry about it. I'll get you a better ball. And you put the same exact ball and then they put it away. And it's, it is fun to watch, I think, sometimes watching those connections. Um, like, when when was that point, do you think that that really started to connect in your mind? That, like, you know, I can take all of the criticism, but not mm-hmm. have to worry about taking it personally? Actually, a pretty young age, because uh, I wasn't, like, affected in the same way as other young people or girls was at that time. I think it it was okay if they said something to me because I was always like, I was playing. They were talking to, you know, like my shirt. It wasn't because they didn't like me off the court or hated me as a person. It was just like a bad set. So I think I was good at like keeping things on the court and off the court separated. Um, yeah, I think that helped me a lot. Like. Uh, at college, I slept in the dorms with, like, one of our best hitters, even though I, like, played a terrible game or had the worst sets to her, like, ever, she could still, like, look me in the eye and smile. We could be like, okay, everything's good, because we're yeah. one person on the court and one person off the court. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's, that's a huge dynamic to develop. Like, if you can't, if you can't be with somebody whether you whether you room with them like you did with Annette, um, and you guys could play completely polar opposite, yeah, and kind of go out together later, and then everything's okay. Like the moment you walk off the court, if if you can't separate those two things, it does get very difficult. And I think that's what starts breaking bonds within a team. Yeah, true. And I think it's important that if you can feel that there's something wrong or someone is like mad at you. I know like some people was mad at me sometimes because they feel like it didn't set them, even though I, I never even had that thought. Like if they just tell me, hey, I think that like you should have set me more. Give me 10 balls next game because I'll finish them for you. I'll be like, yeah, fine. Sure, you get that. And then like we're good after that. So like take yeah. the conflicts and like keep things on court and then be happy together off court. Be a team like be social together because that's what matters not the most but it matters a lot yeah it it does help to keep that bond at least what you need yeah so with like with with volleyball with playing and everything um what was your what was your biggest challenge from volleyball that helped you in your life the biggest challenge um like, what, what was your biggest growing moment that that impacted your life just as much as it did in the sport? I, like, I think I know what you mean. I mean, it's like, I've always learned to be, like, persistent, uh, to keep doing things, um, especially in the gym. Like, if some things didn't work, I would, like, stay in the gym an hour after with our like the sitting coach CJ and then we would do like 500 fastballs 500 balls like yeah 
everywhere on the court and then I would be better. Um, I remember our coach saying like, yeah, okay, we practice three hours, but AK, you stay right here and then you just keep on going until like, yeah, two or one hours, whatever you need to like get things done. Mm -hmm. I think that's what like helped me like through college or like the one year I was there because yeah, persistence, doing what you love and then if you keep on doing stuff, you'll learn it at some point. Yeah, and and just so everyone understands, it's like you're not saying it was a bad experience. It's just it's how you took it, and yeah. you took it in a very constructive way. And it was not saying like you're below everybody. Um, you need to put in extra time. I don't care if you have to be here five hours. It's you know I want you up to this standard, and exactly. I do it. So. I know a lot it of also helped me to get better. Like, if you want to get better, you can stay here, and we would spend like, the time on like just making you better. Yeah. I think that was like that was so big of like all the coaches. Like they they cared about me and all the other players. They cared about us being better as a person and like on the court. Mm. Yeah. And if anyone has any idea the amount of reps that some of the setters, at least I'll say personally for CCU will take <laughs> sometimes, you know, we'll say two to 3,000 reps in a week. And it will go by fast some weeks. And then when there were times where I walked in, I'd see you and Sarah standing right at the front, like the one of the entrances. And I go, hey, okay, hey, Sarah, how's it going? And all I hear is, yeah, we have 250 reps. We'll be over there in a little bit. And I remember yeah. preseason, I was told to like, like go to the wall and do I think we're told to do a thousand sets and sometimes he would forget us and I would come like yeah I did my thousand then he would be like yeah go back and do 500 I was like okay gotcha and we did that like every day one week and I had like this huge bump on my forearm because my arms were so tired and I went back on the lineup and said hey Jojo I went to the gym earlier I did like the 1000 sets you wanted me to and he was like oh okay we can practice then yeah, yeah i remember that yeah. and it does show and it shows a lot of initiative just to go in early i mean yeah so just so you and it's not about wasting time and it's it's you you want that quality time that's already established to work with your setters rather than you know using that time to just go through those reps so it makes it a lot easier especially in practice too and some and a lot of times on the coaches to be able to go okay now we can actually work yeah and because, i mean then you're warm right so um, you're ready besides besides setter mm -hmm. what position would you want to play outside hitter outside hitter for sure imagine like being i want to be six foot five or something insane and then just smack the ball down like every time that's my biggest dream if I could just grow some inches more or yeah outside hitter definitely be <laughs> so so we'll, we'll play a hypothetical say um indoor gets shut down for the next two years all right just yeah it's not I think it's gonna happen obviously everything's starting to reopen but say indoor gets shut down do you pursue a beach career I would try yeah I'm trying that right now, like not professionally or anything, but just, yeah, playing and I love it. It's so fun. Yeah. 
What do you Love what do you find touches and a good yeah. partner, everything. What are you finding as the hardest thing from uh going from indoor to beach right now? I mean you've um, already experience with CCU here for a season. But what was your like what was your hardest thing then and then now you're getting back into it? Back into the, um I would I feel like I need to think a lot more because suddenly I'm attacking and I'm not, you know, like the tallest person on the court. So I need to think and watch the game and like know my, like the team I'm playing against. I need to know where they're at, where they're standing, how they move. Um, and then I need to place the ball. Um, definitely the physical aspect as well is, it is harder. Like you need to move faster. You need to stay lower and you need to jump higher. It's a lot like, Mm-hmm. Uh, now I know I talked with Annette about this uh, last week with the differences from the, the volleyball. Um, I, I talked with Annette about this with the difference from volleyball from the states to Hungary and how the sports <laughs> played and how everything's carried over. Um, what are what are the bigger differences that you've seen from Denmark to the states with the, within the sport? um the time and effort put into the game i think i know annette mentioned like the whole system um in the like in the u.s you can play in like you can get an education and play as well on a very high level um in denmark and other european countries it's a little bit harder to to balance that like to get an education to go to school because they don't have anything to do with your sport they don't have any thing to do with athletics they're not like compared or mixed as they are in in the u.s um i think the fact that everything on campus is so close like i remember i stayed 10 minutes away from the gym um i slept 10 minutes away from the gym i could like buy to strength and conditioning i could walk to classes right now i have i could have one and a half hour to practice or i would have to bike let's say an hour to go to school stuff like that just helps you a lot when you're like a professional athlete so you have time to rest and you have time to prepare so i know i know with with the sport, there's all these, you know, all the, all the different challenges and everything. And I think it's, it, it is really cool to hear all the different sides from, from, from like all the athletes that I've dealt with, like with, with your class that came in with the athletes that are there now and um, everybody else. What was your, what was your big like culture shock when you came to the States? Like what were, what were the things that kind of made you laugh and kind of also shocked you? Like, I didn't know this was over here. The chicken fingers or something. 
I, I think so. Um, I, I, I think that's more of a, we'll say age related thing. Uh, but yeah, 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 it is here. Well, this is what I'll do. Um, I'm going to restart it. All right. So just give me one second. And the like thing, mm -hmm. culture shock, that would probably be that, um, if you're playing a sport, uh, on college, a lot of people know like who you are. They would say hi to you, doing like when you're just walking, or your teachers would be like, "Oh, how was the game last week?" Blah blah blah, and you would be like, "What's your name again? I don't remember it." Especially when you're an international student, all these names get very confusing, and yeah, it's hard to remember which teacher you have in what class at first, but of course you learn it. But yeah, I think that's, because in Denmark, if you play a sport, that's just like you do you and you have the games and blah, blah, blah. And then you have the school next to that. So that's like two different things. It's not combined in one. So what was your, we'll see, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going a little bit more on that. Um, <laughs> uh, what was your, we'll say, um, food choice that you ended up liking here that they that you don't have at home that they don't have at home um the acai balls that was the thing like we had that we went to hawaii with coastal carolina and i would eat that every day like that's the best thing ever i'm not that's not like very common for south carolina but mm, what else and ooh, the breadsticks at uh, Green Olive Green Garden. Olive Garden. <laughs> Olive Garden, yes. <laughs> Those are awesome, man. They're so good. Yeah, that's what I remember the most right now. Actually, they're really good. <laughs> I remember they put that on your table, and you would just like eat that before you got your pasta, whatever you would order, and you were already full because <laughs> you had so many breadsticks. <laughs> yeah. So, um. I'll have a couple other things for you um, and then uh -huh. we can go back and forth. And if anyone's got any questions, just ask, um, turn the, uh, comments. We'll just have fun while <laughs> they're thinking. Um, so what was your, or what, what are your like biggest pet peeves with, with, with volleyball, like with playing? My biggest what? Pet peeves, like the, the, the things that annoy you. Um, the things that annoy you. Hmm. In volleyball, yeah. if people say that they can't do something they're told to do, if they start by saying like, oh, I can't run, I don't know, two rounds around the court, I would be like, yeah, you can't. Like, now you can't, obviously, because you say you can't do that. But if you say I can, you would do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Okay. So like the positive mind thing, thinking again. Um, what was, I mean, you, we kind of just, you know, those, those are, those are really my, my biggest questions I have for, for today. Um, what was your, uh, what would be your advice 
to the, we'll say like 14 or 13 year old version of you? Yeah. Oh, mm, that would probably be, uh, my first intuition was like, do whatever you feel like, but that's not smart as a setter. You should always think what you're doing on court. But I would definitely say like, get out of your comfort zone. Um, if there's, there's something you're not really, um, not for- Just keep going. You're good. You're good. Um, yeah, I've, uh, that was, that was probably the biggest thing. Uh, one of the biggest things between me and Annette was, you know, if, if you're not nervous, then are you really pushing yourself? Like, yeah. is it really within the zone? And I think there's always some level of nervousness with something that you truly care about. Mm. Yeah. And if you're not nervous, like, does it really matter then? Like, does this game really matter to you? Is it important? Yeah. Yeah. It's always like a balance. You need to be like a little bit nervous and excited for the game, but not too excited. You need to find, you know, like that balance where you play your best. What was your, yeah. what was your, uh, we'll say, what was your favorite place that you got to travel because of volleyball? Um, at CCU, it would probably be when we went to Honolulu on Hawaii, um, and played Hawaii. Their like, their gym is gigantic. It's so awesome, and the whole atmosphere, like, it's the whole island who's there when they play a game. Um, that was really, really fun to watch and be a part of. Um, before the U.S., it would probably be. I rem I went to um it's called ISF the World Championship for for schools. Mm. Um I went to Portugal, uh, Porto in Portugal where we played a lot of different teams and we got really close to um other countries especially Portugal. Um it was just so fun to meet people all around the world um at the same age as you playing volleyball and where that sport matters just as much to you as it did to them. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we kind of have the same thing, at least in the States, where uh, with club, I mean, you kind of mm -hmm. like, you got to deal with a lot of the girls in summer camp um, or yeah. some of the ones that would come in on the weekends for those uh, clinics. And like in those leagues with um, some of the bigger tournaments and then yeah. the, the national tournaments, you know, they get to see teams from Canada, Puerto Rico, um, Guam, Mexico, things like that. And so for our girls here, that's huge for them because yeah. they don't see any other style of play, mm -mm. which is the same kind of thing. I know I missed out on because I didn't, I didn't get to play club in high school, but I know a lot of the girls, you know, when you get to go to, when you get to go to nationals, um, I know the guys, guys club teams do this they will trade jerseys with yeah. other clubs and i'm not sure how you guys do that i would imagine there's something close to it um yeah but I know i've always tried to get teams to go to bigger tournaments like that to where they can kind of you you bring something back that you can't get anywhere else yeah i have like with all the youth national teams we have like small pins like mm -hmm. small symbols for every country every like foundation in Denmark playing volleyball and then we just like switch them um when you say like good game good game 
we say good game and then we give them this pin. So I have like a full bag of pins from Norway, Sweden, Portugal, uh, Belgium. I could name a lot, but yeah. England, like, yeah, that's like a memory you can always keep with you, um, which is exciting to have. I remember all the girls, sometimes they would have like their bag and they would put the pins on it. So you could just like see, whoa, she played a lot of national like games. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really nice. And the thing with the the shirts, we do that as well sometimes. Um, it's not very common. It's I feel like it's more if it's a, what would you say, like a popular person. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know, we played like, I played Isabel Hack when she was younger. She's from Sweden. Um, she plays in a Turkish club. Yeah. Um, she just, to have played her is, a crazy feeling right now when I see like how good she's doing. We played Brit Herbots as well. Um, she's from Belgium and she plays an Italian club. I know Annette knows her too. Um, just the fact that we played them and looking back at this or that experience is insane. Um, I can find like old matches on YouTube where I play like the best girl of my age uh, today. That's crazy. Yeah. So I, I guess I do I do have one more I, I overlooked. Um, what? So it's kind of a two-part question. Um, uh -huh. What is your ultimate dream and goal with volleyball? And then um, what's your ultimate goal with your career outside of volleyball? Yeah. Um, I came to the United States because I wanted to uh, to play, play professional. I wanted to make a living of playing volleyball. Um, and not a lot of people do that in Denmark. Um, I think we have two or three right now who are doing that. Um, so that was definitely my dream. Then I found out, I think, when I came to the United States that I needed to have something other than just volleyball. Um, I needed to have good friends. I needed my education because that means a lot to me as well. Um, so I think right now I'm taking like everything I learned my whole life playing volleyball and being a professional athlete, like the dedication, um, uh, being being there. Like when you have to do things, you you're there. You're um, the time management. The uh, independence you get from volleyball I can get that and like put it into education or a job in my future and then do good if that makes sense yeah yeah so all the like the best qualities from volleyball I can bring onto my like future in education what would be your your, your biggest goal with volleyball would it be to, just to play pro and then have have as long as as long of a career as possible yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Right now, um, I need to, like, figure out stuff with my education because, as I told, it's a little bit different in Denmark because education and athletics are, like, two different things. Um, you need to find a balance and the right club who can, yeah, provide stuff for you so you can survive in the real world, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Uh, in Denmark, like, it's so different because in the United States, you usually play college volleyball and 
when you're done with your four years, uh, if you're not going pro or overseas, usually you're you're done, and then like you're going on to a next next stage in life, um, and pursuing your dreams in like job wise. Um, whereas in Denmark, like I can play until I'm fifty, eighty. They have like grandma volleyball here, so. <laughs> That's what I'm planning right now. Like all my old friends to play at an like old ladies team and have fun. <laughs> so play volleyball like my whole life. That's the dream. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't have any other questions um, unless we'll see if anyone else has questions for you. Um, <laughs> my my last thing would probably be what what advice would you give? to anyone watching to anyone watching i would say um no dream is big enough um i would say dream big um if you really want it you can do it yeah and oh another one i have like a favorite quote quote um i always learned like due to the fact that i'm not that tall um i've always been told that like Uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Um, I think that's why I I'm really strong mentally, because I feel like if I'm always pushing, if I'm always doing my best, that's all I can do. Even though we we like we lost a match or something, if I did get like if I gave my hundred percent, I couldn't do anymore. Like I would be satisfied and happy even though we lost. Um, yeah, so keep working hard because if the talents if the six foot five setter isn't like working her hardest you can yeah. still like reach her yeah which i know i know i've watched you i've watched you do that um i know with the setters that we had when you were here we were very undersized um <laughs> to try and compete with you know some of the top 25 teams but it was overshadowed by skill i mean it was yeah. it was shadowed by hard work And it is always nice to see that. So, but um, I just want to say thank you, AK, for for coming on. It was a very nice <laughs> thing from catching up. You too. You too. So just take it easy, um, and we will talk soon. Yeah, take care and say hi to your beautiful wife. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, you have a good night, AK. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.